and good morning friends. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful Friday morning. My name is Pastor Gerald and you are listening to Grace Waves brought to you by Great the Grace Church, South Africa. Our friends, continuing on our theme of the eternity, we are going to finish with our second half of the message that we listened yesterday, which is called Seated Above in the Eternal Is. So without further ado, here is part two of that message preached by Pastor Stevens. And may you have a blessed weekend, friends, and may you have a wonderful day today. And God bless you. Enjoy. You know why? Because they're not a church in time. They're his eternal church. And that's why he could say to the devil, of all that come unto me, Jesus could say, I have lost nothing. John 6, 39. He said, I'll never lose any of them because they're eternally mine. And they're part of my flesh, my body, and my bones, Ephesians 5.30. And he said, therefore, they're my eternal church. Now he said there's some things going on in their lives that I'm working out. But I don't have a credit, I don't have a charge in with it because I can't. Because Jesus Christ is eternal. Redemption is eternal, Hebrews 9.12. The Holy Spirit's eternal in Hebrews 9.14 and their soul is eternal. And he said, so what I did, I let Jesus Christ shed his blood and pay for all of their sins and their sin and he was crucified and judged in their place for them and as them and he was buried. Now, then that transformed their eternal souls by eternal redemption into eternity. Now, he said that happened when Jesus died, not when they got better. That happened when they accepted what Jesus did in their behalf. That started to happen in their experience then. But it happened in my mind when I knew that they would accept Christ. And I've always known that. I know who would and I knew who wouldn't. And anybody can, but I also knew who wouldn't. But those that would are part of my eternal church. And so he said, what I've done is that through eternal redemption, by my eternal spirit, I've given them my eternal life. And he said, their religion isn't religion. Their religion is simply Christ living in them and that's my eternal life living inside of them. Now, that's the only kind of life that I see when I see them now. They do have another kind there and many times they yield to it. But I refuse to see it. The reason is because their life is hid with Christ in God and I can't see anything that's hid with Christ because the blood covered it. Now, therefore, they're complete in Colossians 2.10, in Christ, and they're perfect in Christ, Philippians 3.15. On that basis, I cannot impute sin to them, Romans 4.7, nor sins, Romans 4.8. And so I see them as simply Christ, because they've been translated into Christ by my own spirit through his redemption by my grace. So he said, through my eternal grace and through the Son's eternal redemption and by the revelation of the eternal spirit through my eternal word, we've done something for their eternal souls. And it's for eternity. Now he said, when they learn that, they're going to discover that it's very easy and that the yoke is easy and the burden is very light. Matthew eleven twenty nine. They're going to find rest unto their eternal souls. Matthew eleven thirty. They'll enter into 
not human peace, good night, that comes and goes, they enter into perfect peace. Isaiah 26, 3, He whose mind is stayed upon thee shall have perfect peace, who trusteth in thee. Perfect. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. So that you could sleep on a boat when the boat's ready to turn over and rest. And no, it won't, will not turn over because Jesus is on board. And if it does, you'll go to heaven. For me to live as Christ, to die as gain. <laughs> to live as Christ and die as gain. Wow. To live as Christ is beautiful, but to die as gain. Now, uh, perfect peace. Perfect peace. Perfect joy. Deep within, controlling the entire emotional system. My eternal joy I give unto you that your human joy may be filled up with my eternal joy. John 15:11. And that will be your strength. Nehemiah said 8:10. He knew it hundreds of years ago. He didn't have to hear the Eternalist series. <laughs> he wasn't a right-wing fundamentalist. He was a liberated. He was a liberated Christian. Well, anyway, he uh, he knew that the joy of the Lord was his strength. Now, that's the quality of life that I have here to show, that you have here to show. Not a life that's up and down. Not a life of frustration. Not a life of perplexity. Not a life of worry. Not a life of fear. Not a life of domestic problems. Not a life of misery. Not a life of depression. Not a life of criticism. Not a life of wandering. And not a life of, wa of wondering. Thank God I don't wander because I don't wonder. And you don't wonder when you go to life and leave the tree of knowledge. Why does that leave you? Free indeed. John eight thirty six. Know the Son, He'll make you free, and you shall be free. I love the little words that the Holy Spirit puts in just for the fun of it, like indeed. <laughs> free indeed. Stand fast in the liberty wherein the Son of God or the Son of And that doesn't mean liberty to be independent. That means liberty to be free from human peace, human love, human joy, human impatience, and human self-control. It means free from yourself. Not free to be independent, but free to be dependent on God in the body. A lot of people use that verse on liberty to show that they're going to stand fast in their own liberty. Well, that's just as far from the gospel as John was from his other wife. Really? Listen. <laughs> but we, man, we've got it. Every time you hear me preach, you hear this same emphasis on the finished work. Listen, I couldn't possibly go back to the other kind. I don't want to go around the wilderness and say, now let's see, 40 years, let's stay back here. And then the next, and then finally you get up courage, you say, let's cross over Jordan and go into Canaan. We're seated above that. Ephesians 1. Would you do this with me right now? Just so that some of the dear folks that haven't heard this too much, would you turn to Ephesians chapter 1? Just so that you can be convinced by God's word what you've got in Jesus Christ. Once again, the cities of refuge. I only got one of them last week. They've been right there ever since we started this series. And Ephesians chapter 1. Now, notice verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe 
according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Now, underline these three words. Far above all. Right? Now, that's Christ, right? Now, Ephesians 2, 6. And has raised us up together and made us, made, what is it? Made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, verse 21 of Ephesians 1, Jesus Christ is what? Far above all, principality, power, might, dominion, every name that is named and not only in this world but also in that which is to come. Amen? So we are seated above not only the things of the world to come but also the things that are in this world. How many have got that? Not only in this world, but thank God it includes this world and also in that which is to come. We're not preaching and living just for tomorrow. We're living for today and we've got the eternal is today and has put all things under His feet. Now, if we're seated in heavenly places, we've been teaching that they're under our feet too to be the head over all things to the church which is His body, the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. He's made us to sit in heavenly places and we are seated far above all. Now, if we're seated far above all, watch it carefully. And let's get it again this morning. Ephesians 3. If we're seated far above all, this is what has happened to us. First of all, verse 15. There's a whole family in heaven and earth and its name. We got a lot of Christians up there and a lot of them down here and we're all one family still. And it's, we're named as the one family. All right. Now, the only thing we have to do with time is not to live in it. It is to what? Redeem it, verse 16. Now, keep your fingers there for a moment and turn to Hebrews 9.12. And Hebrews, the ninth chapter, and verse 12. And notice it carefully. In Hebrews 9.12, this is what it says. Jesus Christ, verse 11, it's talking about. Verse 12, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood He entered into once the holy place, having it obtained what? Eternal what? Redemption. Eternal redemption. Verse 14, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal what? Eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from time to serve eternity. Now, eternal redemption through the eternal Spirit. Back at Ephesians 5.16, the thing that will do is eternally redeem time. So time can be redeemed through the eternal Spirit on an eternal basis so that when time is only here for me to redeem with eternity and with eternal is for which I am inhabiting. Now, wherefore, be not unwise. Don't be foolish about it and live in time. But understanding as to what God's will is. And what is God's will? That you be not drunk with wine, wherein excess, but be ye filled with the eternal Spirit, who will reveal eternal redemption. Then speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns, etc. That's Ephesians 5. Back to Ephesians 3, starting at verse 17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend 
with all saints what is the breadth, length, and depth, and height. And to know the love of Christ which we taught the other night, which what? Passeth the tree of knowledge. No more reasoning. It goes beyond human reasoning. And to be filled with the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly, above all we ask to think according to what? The eternal power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory, Jesus Christ, in the eternal church, throughout all the ages of time, world without end. Amen. Now, here we are, living in time to reveal a kind of life that time doesn't have. To reveal a quality of emotion in our emotional structure that the world knows absolutely nothing about. Divine love, divine joy, divine peace, all divine. Reveal it in our humanity so it becomes visible through us. And that kind of life equals what? God. Who can have it? Everyone. When can they have it? All the time. Do we have it? Yes, we do. Can Satan take it away? No, he cannot. Can we forfeit it? Yes, but we still got it even though we forfeit it. Uh, what will it mean uh, to have it? It means that you'll be spiritually, absolutely a victorious giant. It means mentally you'll have knowledge beyond humanity. It means emotionally you will not be depressed or discouraged or rejected. You'll have divine, consistent, stabilized, eternal emotions of love, joy and peace and patience and love through that emotions that you've never experienced. It means that in your will you'll have a solid will. Because your will's decisions will be regulated by Jesus Christ's own words. And you'll live in the perfect presence of God, knowing what to do and knowing when to do it and knowing what to express in doing it. You will live beyond and far above all. Say it with me. We will live far above all. We are seated far above all. We have, and this is Christians all across America in any denomination that say, we have all far above all. We have it. It's far above all and we're experiencing it. Now, if you don't want to teach it, then you're not going... And if you don't go to a church where it's taught, you won't have it. Okay, how many are thankful for that? Stand and let's thank God for it. We have more. We have eternity living in our humanity. We have God's life and God's emotions and God's will and we are a chosen people. I'm, I'm speaking about Christians all across America. I say that every time so nobody will go out and misrepresent me. I've tried hard not to let you do it this morning. If I slip up, you'll probably catch me once. Well, anyway, uh, we're seated far above all and we are, say it with me, we are more than conquerors. He always makes us triumph. We have perfect peace, perfect joy, perfect love, perfect patience, no fear, no worrying. The deeper the trial, the greater the blessing. Isn't that wonderful? If you don't believe that this morning, then you're operating in unbelief. And whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Romans 14.23 Amen?